Hey, it's Travis, and welcome to the Winding Road Podcast. It's been a while. Uh, took a, a little hiatus, had a lot going on, but I'm back, and not sure how many how many episodes will happen in this upcoming season, but uh, ha- have a few things to riff about. I have some interviews I'd like to line up. And uh, this episode actually was recorded uh, several months ago, and with everything going on, I'm just getting around to uh, editing it and uh, sharing it with the world. And it's, it's a great conversation. I was able to sit down with Dana DelVal, uh, someone I've met through the various communities that I'm a part of. And, and we talked about that, that very thing, about communities and why they're so important and how they can be a complete game changer when it comes to your career, your life, learning, growing, friendships, uh, just uh, just amazing resources out there to tap into a number of communities. We mentioned several, uh, a couple that we both uh, are a part of, uh, Akimbo through the Akimbo workshops uh, that, that Seth Godin has, has uh, created, and Dory Clark's recognized expert community that we were both a part of. And just I mean, I can't say enough about these communities and the impact they've had, um, as well as others that I belong to. So hope you enjoy the conversation. Hopefully you have a few takeaways uh, at the end of it. And if you're not a part of a community that you uh, become very intentional about seeking one out, because it will change your life. I can promise you that. Welcome to the podcast and uh, great to have you on. We've talked in the past and uh, enjoyed our conversations. We're both uh, Akimbo alumni and have both been through Dory Clark's uh, Recognized Expert. Yep. So uh, we kind of have hit it from, from a couple different ends and people like us do things like like that, right? So, <laughs> yes, I'll take that. I'll be a people like us in this instance. <laughs> awesome. So, so yeah, thanks for coming on. And you mentioned you have a, a lot of stuff in the works and a lot going on. So what, you know, what, what's going on? What, what, are, what are you working on right now? Well, I, it's interesting when we scheduled this, Travis, I kind of thought I had settled on some things. So just to kind of bring people up to speed in September of 2021, nope, September of 2020, I went on a two week artist in residence writing retreat. So I'm from Fargo, North Dakota, and I was out in even more remote rural North Dakota on a farmstead all by myself for two weeks. And I thought I went to do this kind of fiction project, and that pretty quickly was not, it it became clear that was not something I was actually going to work on. So then I just decided I would just sort of be out there and see what happened. So I was doing a lot of writing, and I felt this incredible release of the demands of my day-to-day life. So in my day job, I run a big nonprofit arts council in three cities across two states. And it's a fairly aggressive, demanding job. And so everybody knows who's got a day-in, day-out job that that rhythm is kind of a beast. And you just get into it and you kind of put your head down and it's a hamster wheel of whatever size that you're just on. And it was really incredible to take two weeks away, to be utterly alone, and to have that routine and that rhythm just completely disrupted. Mm. 
It was uncomfortable. It was a little bit scary. And then once I kind of got through that initial withdrawal, it became transformational and I would say magical. And so I thought, well, I want to do this for other people because most people don't get to take two full weeks away from their lives. Mm -hmm. And I thought there's got to be a way to help other people disrupt their routines, disrupt their rhythms. And I was out on a walk on the dirt roads and, and kind of, I had one of those universal moments where the skies kind of opened and I heard this thing say to me, Dana, you're a personal systems disruptor. And I thought, I am. And it was just, you know, like I was having a conversation. I'm, you know, I mean, a super sciencey rational person might say, well, you are losing your mind. I don't care. Say what you want. Doesn't matter to me. It was a, it was a conversation. I think I was having both with myself and with the universe. And I, in the last quarter mile of that walk, kind of this whole system came to me. And so I went back into the farmhouse and I, I really wrote this idea up and I turned it into a retreat. And I spent the end of 2020 and all of 2021 doing a number of those retreats with a number of people kind of all across the country, virtually. And they were really interesting. And so I got into 2022 and I thought, all right, this is my year. I'm going to be able to set my day job down. I'm going to just go whole hog for this. So it's the 7th of January, Travis. On the 4th of January, I realized that might not have been actually quite right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I had four great days of thinking, wahoo, this is the year. And I still think it's the year. But the reason that I think it's sort of an interesting conversation to have with you is because as I'm thinking about marketing and branding, I'm I'm sort of new in that realm of this. And let me just be clear, I am not a marketer or a brander. I do some of that because I have to. I run a nonprofit, but it's not my background. It's not my training. And I'm not sure it's my gift. But I'm realizing that that as with all things in life, my brand is evolving because I'm evolving. And as I, as I'm practicing these pieces of my life, I'm realizing, oh, there are things to tweak. There are words to reconsider. There are ways to talk about this that might have better resonance for other people. So that's really where I am right now is I'm, the work is the work. And I think the work transcends whatever a logo looks like or whatever the actual title of it becomes, but the, the brand matters. I know that the brand matters. And so that's, it's an interesting place to be on talking with you right now. Yeah. And I would say everyone's a marketer, whether they (laughs) admit it or not, you know, you know, you're building your brand, Mm -hmm. your personal brand or your brand uh, for your business. And, and that's just a promise right? Mm. That you're making and that people come to know you for. And when people refer you, they're referring the promise you made to them that you upheld. So they're referring your promise, right? So, so you're doing marketing and I kind of look at it, you know, this week I just happened to come across something that Seth had said, since we're both Akimbo Mm -hmm. people and fans of Seth. And I, I mean, he's constantly in my head, like you talking to the universe, he's constantly there in my head chirping all the time. And I, I had some conversations with the universe this week too. Good. So, <laughs> so, so you're not crazy. Good. And, and no, no, I had some revelations this week too, but, but Seth had said something about, you know, we put all of these, I, I mean, I'm not going to quote it exactly because I don't really remember specifically, but 
the point of it was that as marketers and even in business or in life, we have these new things come into our lives and we have to figure out a best practice or here's how you use it. Mm -hmm. And it's never been used before and it's evolving, but yet we have to have this, this is how it's used. And if you're not using it this way, you're, you know, you're an idiot. <laughs> and he used the Twitter uh, as an example because he got on a Twitter and he uses it a certain way and people tell him you're not using it right. And he's like, well, what's right? Yeah. And who's to say what's right. Right. And I think marketing and where I'm going with this, I think marketing is the same way. Like people want to have all these rules and you have to do this and you have to do that. And it's all tactic based and based on software and platforms and stuff. It's like, no, you don't, you don't have to do it that way. You don't have to think of it this way. And who's making these rules and why? Yeah, right. So the problem is you make these rules and then you're stuck in it uh -huh. and then you get, and then you don't expand your mind and think of other ways to do it. And, and next thing you know, the world's passing you by and you're struggling to find a job, right? As a marketer. Yeah. So that's just my two cents that I think everyone's a marketer and there is no set way to do it other than, you know, when it comes to your brand, just make a promise and consistently fulfill that promise. And next thing you know, you'll have more business than you can handle. That's my assertion. All right. I will take it. It's a so. good way to start 2022. I like it a lot. I, it's, it's what I appreciate about it, Travis, is that it gives me it gives me some power. And I mean that in the best sense of the word, as opposed to being powerless, because I don't know the, I don't speak the language of a marketer. What it, what it does is it says, well, speak your language and figure out how to make that language cross to other people. And I'm a writer. So if I can't do that, then I probably need to reconsider my job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and uh and, and that's interesting. And, and so, so we both were part of Dory's recognized expert workshop. What, what drew you to that? What, what do you, or, or are you a, a recognized expert in? So what drew me to it was that I have, uh, I have a number of people who have been in my life for a various amounts of time who've gone on to do enormous things in all kinds of fields. So I'm primarily in, in my little neck of the woods, I'm an arts advocate. I mean, I, I kind of had no identity before I got this job. I've been in this job for 11 and a half years. And so that's really how people would define me. And that is absolutely a piece of who I am. But I'm also, as I referenced, I'm, I'm creating this other work, this personal disruption work. And so from time to time, I reach out to these other people who are in these other fields and, and I say them things to them like, uh, I need to shake up my life. What do you got for me? And a friend of mine I went to high school with who now lives in San Francisco and is in politics and, and the legal profession wrote and said, you need to meet Dory Clark. And so I looked her up and this was probably four years ago. I looked her up and she was rightfully very, very expensive. And I thought, well, all right, I, I can't make that work. And she lives in New York. And so, you know, pre-COVID, we all kind of, I think, lived in the world of, well, she, how would I get to her? It didn't, we yeah. weren't utilizing technology the way we could have been for much longer than we have been. So then COVID hit and I had all these emails from her because I was on her mailing list. And I thought, you know, I could take some time during COVID and 
and look at all these emails that I've subscribed to and figure out, does anybody resonate for me? And this, that, and the other. And Dory's stuff really resonated. And then she was opening up a cohort of recognized experts. And I thought, well, I don't think I'm a recognized expert. And I'm certainly not a business recognized expert, which is kind of what I felt like her audience was. So I wrote to her and she wrote back and said, we have arts people. And, you know, a recognized expert is a recognized expert regardless of the field. So I thought, well, I'm going to kind of fake it till I make it. I'm certainly not a recognized expert in this new world, but I'm going to just see what this looks like. And so I joined and I, I'm sure that you have found this too, Travis, but this is the most extraordinary group of people I have Hmm. ever encountered, including you just in terms of generosity of time and ideas and sounding boards and meeting with people and people just showing up. You put an ask out and people show up in really intentional, profound ways. And I've just not experienced that anywhere else. Has that been your experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I was pleasantly surprised about that. I, I went into it just, you know, thinking about the workshop and what I was going to get out of that. And I'm used to Akimbo and in kind of going through those workshops with people yep. alongside of you together yep. and you're helping each other out. And, and I, and I feel like hers was more of a self-service. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed like a self-service, right? Uh, yep. Kind of a course. Um, but it kind of wasn't right. Cause, cause there were, she has the Facebook group that are only for people who are taking it or have been in the workshop. Mm-hmm. And so you go in there and there were exercises to do in there. So mm-hmm. it kind of had that feel of kind of moving forward together. And you kind of met a cohort that you kind mm-hmm. of, kind of like Akimbo. And, yep. and I think that's just really, I think that's the future of education and yeah. training and learning um, is learning in a group and a cohort where you move through it together to, to help each other see the edges, as Seth would say, mm-hmm. and then just that forced you into the community mm-hmm. and then people who weren't even in that, that workshop at that time, but had taken it came in and helped and uh-huh. you started to meet them and they were almost like TAs in right. college class, yes. right? They're like yes. helping you yeah. when they don't have to. And, right. and so then I met more people who weren't in that particular cohort. And, and I just, it's amazing the relationships I've built and how, how many people from that workshop I am in touch with regularly? There are several. Yes. So amazing. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I really loved about it, not that we need to either or that or akimbo, but mm. akimbo overwhelms me. Akimbo is like being yeah. thrown into Times Square and and have someone say, now find the dime that's somewhere on the ground. I mean, I just, it's so massive. It It is too massive for me to navigate because I don't want to spend that much time searching. So Dory's group was great because it felt when I joined, it felt quite intimate, which was great for me and for the work that I needed to do in that moment. I think Seth's stuff is really interesting. I loved the alt MBA. I was really glad when it was done, but I really loved going (laughs) through it. But this is just a very different relationship building experience that I think has just I, I agree with you. I just had a conversation this morning with one of these people who I met who absolutely, if and when we can ever safely travel, I will absolutely go and see her. Well, and our mutual friend, Amanda, 
I met yeah. in Fargo. She came from Wyoming to Fargo or to yeah. Idaho, excuse me. And so it was, you know, fun to have that relationship and to meet in actual person was really incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to, yeah, because that I did in 2020, uh, you know, Dory's workshop yep. I did in 2020. And I also did a lot of akimbo in 2020. And I'm looking forward to, yeah, being able to travel and meet people yeah. all over the world. Like I, I've talked with my wife and, and, and I think this is pertinent, you know, cause I think we're just having this conversation about these workshops, but I think it's pertinent because to be a marketer, to be a professional, continuous learning is going to be something that you have to do. And I think finding a community that you can be engaged with that has this, these elements that we're talking about yes. is going to be critical to your yes. career. Right. Yep. So I think whether you're in marketing or whatever sales or uh, anything, I think you need to actively seek out these learning opportunities beyond just the kind of self-service courses yep. and, and seek out these communities because that's really where the magic does happen. That's mm -hmm. where you're going to make these relationships. It could lead to business opportunities. It could lead to your career changing. It could lead to your life changing. Really. Mm -hmm. It can lead to collaborations. It could lead to partnerships. It can lead to friendships. I mean, it's just, it's just so much, just such a refreshing way to go about your professional career in life is with these like-minded, like-hearted people and all moving through life together, cha different challenges, but having people to, to come to and, and bounce it off of and through Akimbo and the Rex group, the recognized expert group. I mean, I have, I was talking to my wife a couple months ago about, you know, traveling eventually once our kids are mm -hmm. older and COVID's over and I can trust my one-year-old to <laughs> sit still on a plane because he's never been since we haven't flown. Yep. That I have now who I, what I would consider friends in a ton in the UK and yep. London, yep. France, Finland. I mean, I was getting, I, I made a friend through a Kimbo in Finland who then introduced me to all these other people in Finland. Mm -hmm. And then he and I still talk once a month. Okay. Um, and through zoom uh, with someone else in Singapore. And wow. so it's like at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning, my time to yep. make sure all of our time zones yep. meet, but we still have that conversation once a month. And he was introducing me to so many people in Finland that I made a t-shirt that says I'm a big deal in Finland. <laughs> it's got the country, the, the country on it. And I wear that every time we meet as kind of a joke, but he's, he's introduced me to so many people in Finland that I would have never thought. Yeah. That I would know so many people in Finland. Yep. So, so yeah, it's crazy. It's it's nuts how how uh, during a pandemic when we were so closed in, my like network, my friend circle, yes, expanded globally. Yeah, it was it was truly profound that out of necessity we found an incredibly meaningful way to communicate. I know that there's Zoom fatigue and people are tired mm. of being on Zoom, and I get that. But think how much bigger your world got because suddenly if you could figure out a time that worked for both or all the people on the call, you could talk to anyone who had electricity in the world. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just at no other point in human history has this been possible. We'll yeah. never go back. That's what I think is really incredible. We'll never go back to the way we were. And that's okay. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I've been working remotely for a long time before COVID. Okay. And so it, you know, it didn't really affect me that much, but 
now I'm just glad that it's become more standard. More people get it. Yes. They understand how to do it uh-huh. and, and how to communicate. Um, and it's just kind of, it's actually removed some of the anxiety that I had about being remote all the time to, you know, do people understand how I work and do they mm-hmm. understand like how this works for me and that you have to over communicate things because I'm not there. Right? right. So yeah, it's just made things better. One of the things that I'm really working on for this year is moving from saying I have to, to I get to. Mm-hmm. So I think you started this part of the conversation by saying that if you're in marketing or business or really almost anything, you have to be thinking about these networks and this this continuous learning, both individually and community and all of that. And I love that. But I think actually the the real gift is you get to. We We get to be part of these communities for something as relatively insignificant as money. Not that money doesn't matter, but that's the only barrier. And in many instances, you can find programs or find communities that are actually quite affordable, throw you into the mix with people you would never meet in any other way. I don't want to spend all day, every day with arts people because that's already a world I live in pretty effortlessly. I need to sit down with people who are in the medical profession and people who are thinking about addiction and all these other things because we have a lot to take, give and take from each other. And that's what these communities give us the opportunity to get is, Mm -hmm. is that broad thinking about learning. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, the benefits of diversity, diversity in a lot of different ways, diversity in thought and culture and age and industry, everything. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at these communities we're a part of, I mean, it's people, like you said, in all different, you're in arts, I'm in marketing and and marketing within HubSpot and staffing and, and B2B, right? Yeah. Like, but our paths cross and we have things to share with each other. Absolutely. Ways to learn from each other. And so, so yeah, I think that's where, you know, when people talk about diversity, that's, that's why it's so important because you can just get outside of your bubble, get outside of the echo chamber that so many industries have. Yeah. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm active on there. But the echo chamber within recruitment, marketing and marketing and the people that I follow, it's just, it's kind of the same thing. Right. <laughs> Every right. Day, same. Everybody's just parrots, you know, yes. and, uh, and it's, it's becoming rare that you get some initial, like some just different thought. Uh-huh. So, and it's an algorithm. It, it knows that it pairs you with your echo chamber. Right. So that's why these communities help you get out of that algorithm based stuff. Do you think, I don't know if you even feel that you could come up with an answer to this, but do you think that we will find technology that addresses that very point? Because you're right. All of the social media that we worship at has kind of shuffled us into all of these things are the same. You're going to agree with almost everything that comes this way. Who's going to come along and disrupt that and say, actually, that's not the way it should be. We should think about, you know, kind of the pinball effect without the guardrails. What happens if you just get shot into the machine? Where do you go? Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to have to come from these communities, right? Yeah. Where, because if you think about if that did happen on social media and people are hiding behind on the, you know, behind their keyboards and 
such a contentious society now and yeah. people just, you know, the, the, to me, the general population is so, I think they're uncomfortable in having conversations with things they don't understand mm. or viewpoints they don't understand or really believe. Uh -huh. And so they'd rather just accuse and yell and, and then retreat and, and block and unfriend and go back to their echo chamber where everybody's kumbaya and <laughs> saying the same thing. And yeah. they're only getting worse and more closed minded. So I don't know if social media is the answer. In fact, I think it needs to be heavily regulated or even blown up completely. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But I think these communities are where you go in, there's civility. Everyone there respects each other. Everyone there understands that we come from various backgrounds, various countries, and they're there to learn and they're there to build relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think they, they just come in with a whole different mindset. Yeah. So, so I think communities are really going to be the key and that's why it's so important to, 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 to do your due diligence and, and find, find one or some. Yeah. I belong to several where you can just get that, that diversity and thought and experience and, and uh, that exposure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think so too. I just, we can't get better if we are our own loudest voice. Mm -hmm. So I think they, they bring that opportunity to step back and listen thoughtfully. And that's a kind of a dying art actually. And I'm not great at it either. So I'm not, I'm not passing judgment on it, but that echo chamber piece is, is really easy to fall into. And it's super fun and comfortable because you can just rah, rah with the best of them, but it's not advancing anything. It's not making us better for sure. No, I think you hit it. It's comfortable. Yeah. If you do want to, to grow, you've got to be uncomfortable. You've got to yeah. be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. And, uh, and, and I think it's also like, it's, it's the approach to feedback as well. Mm, that mm -hmm. That's different. I think in, you know, LinkedIn, especially everyone has an opinion. Everybody has, is it wants to be the expert, even uh -huh. though they may not have earned it or can back it up. And instead of being helpful, you know, they're just trying to show how much they know. Right. Whereas in these communities that we're a part of, people are not just telling you how to do something. They're kind of coaching and, mm -hmm. and asking coach like questions that are open-ended, you mm -hmm. know, and helping you dig and uncover it yourself. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to the akimbo learning, which that's kind of the basis of that, right? Is kind of yeah. group coaching each other. And I think that's a big difference between social media and communities is just that approach to feedback. And it's mm -hmm. a huge difference, a big difference. So I just think that when you get into community community, people are more they're more secure, it's safe, it feels safe. Uh -huh. They can, they're not afraid to make it known what they don't know. Right. Whereas you get on LinkedIn and people, yeah. you think people are watching and maybe my next employer is watching <laughs> and I just need to tell everybody how much I know. And it actually turns people off mm -hmm. and it just doesn't provide as rich and deep of a, an experience and learning experience as what you would get from different, the other kinds of feedback. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. Yeah, we're just, we're lucky to belong to them and lucky to get mm -hmm. to both give and take from them because mm -hmm. I think it is a really lovely thing to, to be valued for what you know, but also to not be shunned for what you don't know. Mm. That's a, that's a rare thing.
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah, you know, that's kind of the beauty of, of this podcast is I don't really, I'll write down some questions in case I need them, but yeah. I want to just kind of start a conversation and see where it, where it goes. Right. And I yeah. think we covered on something we probably didn't intend to cover on, but super important to uh, talk about communities and lear learning, continuous learning. Yeah. And just the, both the professional and the personal component to it, because I think as you as you hear all the news stories of how isolating COVID has been for so many people, and I, I would never discount that, but this, I can't imagine having gone through COVID without the intellectual rigor of those communities, without the the joy and the challenges and the the questions posed that really made me stop and think, gosh, how would I uh, propose a solution to that? Or what would I do in that moment? All of that helped make this very uncertain time actually a period of real creative growth for me because we had access to each other. So I, I hope your audience really does take that away as one of the big, big benefits is that if it's a meaningful community and if you're entering into it open-heartedly and open-mindedly, your takeaways can be really, really profound. Absolutely. Yeah. I often think about how the pandemic would have been different for me psychologically mm -hmm. if I didn't have these communities. Yes. <clears throat> you know, I joined all, all the communities except for Pavilion. I'm part of Pavilion, formerly Revenue Collective. But I just wonder how, how I would have been affected psychologically without that kind of community camaraderie move feeling like we're moving forward together mm -hmm. creativity you know i did the creatives workshop and writing in community through mm -hmm. akimbo wrote a book but i mean <laughs> would i have done that you know right. no no yeah. i never intended to write a book but i just often wonder like man i, I know psychologically i would have been in a much different place and it would not have been a good a good no. place and so i think about the people who are in that place that i could have been in yeah and uh you know that's another benefit of these things. Yep. Well, and they're all going to continue on. So even if COVID magically goes away and the world goes back to whatever our normal used to be, these communities will still exist because we've all mm -hmm. now experienced the beautiful value of, of geography not mattering anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And Pavilion, yeah, it's another community that I've uh, joined and, and a friend of mine, Kyle Lacey, had mentioned it to me for the last couple of years. And, you know, I was getting into other communities at the time. I'm like, I don't need another one right now. <laughs> and I just kept hearing good things about it. And it's really, it's really for sales and marketing and revenue operations mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, people in, in those kinds of areas, but mm -hmm. it is expanding. Uh, I think to, to cover more functions, business mm -hmm. functions. Okay. But so far, I mean, again, another generous community mm -hmm. where, I mean, I've just, I've been in it a month and I cannot believe like how much has happened, how many people I've met, like what it's led to in a month. It's just nuts. So that's great. So yeah, so yeah it's uh, yeah. I mean, communities are, are just huge. Well, and we didn't need, I mean, we've known that since the dawn of humanity. I mean, it's why people have gathered together the way that we have and little, mm -hmm. little communities have cropped up all along because we are not intended to be isolated and on our own. 
Cool. Well, yeah, thanks a lot for, for joining. Uh, really enjoy the conversation and, and, uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to, to everyone listening to this. So, yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. It was, as you said, it, I didn't, it didn't go the direction I thought it might, but it was a really interesting conversation. And if nothing else, great to be reminded to be grateful that we get to belong to these communities that we said yes, mm -hmm. that we've invested and, easy to take them for granted because we've been in them for a while now, but great to go back and remember the real value that we've taken from them. So I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. And how can, how can people connect with you if they want to connect with you? Yeah. Where can they find you? You can find me at danadelval.com. So my name is a little bit odd spelling D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V like Victor, A-L.com. And uh, Dana at danadelval.com if you want to reach out and talk about any of the funny stuff I'm doing around this personal systems disruption. It's actually kind of accomplishes a lot of what we talked about today. So look into it and see what you think. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll put the links to that in the, in the show you. notes as well. Thanks. And, and yeah, if you ever want to hop back on and talk about your personal yeah. systems disrupting, we can do another one, right? Yeah. Um, well, once I've, once I've settled on the next iteration, then I'll reach out and we'll go from there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Always, always down for part two. I've Excellent. Several people twice. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times that, uh, there's just a lot to talk about. Yeah. A lot to learn. So. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciated our time together today. Yeah. Same here.